ladies and gentlemen, hear them pour. It's the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WYLK. Good morning, everybody, or should I say good afternoon? My name is Freddie. I am the insignificant, significant one, the anti-DJ, if you will, still hanging on to the tail end of a cold. Can hear that a little bit. I did get to bed last night and sleep, so I am all ready for the show, but still got something holding on to me big time. Dirty Derek, we have a wonderful show lined up for um, everybody today. Oh, we do. We are really getting into the, the deep end of all these things. You know, we had Wicked right. Weed on last week. Now we're yeah. kicking it off. We're getting into Smutty Nose this week, and, you know, just some really great crap which is what we are here to do is to highlight them all. Excellent. And it's going to be a lot of fun and letting you know um, all you new people out there. Maybe we'll take some phone calls later on. You can do so. 570-883-0098 or 1-800-437-0098. Any questions you have about craft beer, any comments about the beer we're drinking today or about the interview we have going on a little bit later on, yep. you're going to be able to comment, which is going to be a lot of fun. And we're looking forward to having this kind of connection with our listening audience. Also, Backyard Billy, not with us again. Oh, no, he's golfing. All the of a Sunday sudden. thing's yeah, going to be nice. tough on him yeah. for a little bit with the nice weather. But from Billy, Backyard Billy at the Backyard Ale House, I'm going to have lunch there tomorrow. Maybe you want to stop in and say hello. They got that patio open. So many different craft beers for you to choose from. And it's wonderful kicking it on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. If you want to do brunch in downtown Scranton, the only place you have to go is the Backyard Ale House. Make that happen big time and tell Backyard Billy you miss him here on the Beer Geeks, especially, especially, I should say, that we're on WILK. Yeah. All right, what do we got going on today, well, Dirty Derek? Well, first, we're going to tap into, we're going to get a little new segment going now. We're going to start talking about some beer news, just to kind of cover what's going on out there in the craft beer world, because there is a lot, and uh, especially this week has not been very good for a lot of the macro brewers, if you've been paying attention to some of the news that's been leaking. Uh, one of the first ones is an interesting one. A San Diego man is actually suing Miller Coors over false advertising of Blue Moon. Uh, what he's basically claiming is that Blue Moon is marketing themselves as being a craft brewery brewed in a small brewery. So they're kind of uh, false advertising, saying that they're craft brew. And, and Miller Coors, he's also claiming because Miller Coors doesn't stamp the label Miller Coors on the bottle. And they're trying to market themselves as a craft brewery without being uh. a craft brewery. So he's going after them for false advertising. So, Pretty uh, shady. Yeah. The, the, the claim is that they're basically price gouging because if they're marketing themselves as a craft brewery, they can charge a bit more for their beer. So that's what the uh, underlying theme of that one is. So we'll see how that one pans out. Uh, another one is interesting. If you've seen this, this was all over the Internet because of the fact that this is what made them backpedal really bad. Bud Light came out with a new label. And uh, I will quote what was on the label verbatim. Now, this was written on a bottle of Bud Light. It says, perfect beer for removing no from your vocabulary for the night. Oh, yeah. That's oh kinda, yeah. even I got that yeah. quickly. And that, that's one of those things that you kind of wonder, like, it's such a large company. That had to go through a lot of people. Nobody yeah. <laughs> nobody saw that and said, hey, uh, that could be misconstrued as something else. There's no way you're going to blame that one no. on an intern that was trying to be creative. No. We're going to have to send Polish Ed to go beat them with a <laughs> kielbasa. Well, they already, they already came back out, removed it because the outrage online was so fast, <laughs> and it just spread virally everywhere and ticked off a lot of people. So, Are you okay? Is you're gonna, your head going to blow up over there? <laughs> Are you Sorry, starting man. to spaz out because we have John Webster's disco light on, Ed? 
So now one of the other things, there's a lot of beers coming out. This is getting into summers. So uh, we're going to talk about some of those. I want to just let you know some of the new beers that are coming out because there is a ton. A Stone has, you know, their Arrogant Bastard line is very, very well known. We've had it on here before. They have a new one, a bourbon barrel-aged version coming out. And they also just came out with their Ruination 2.0 and Pale Ale 2.0. They, they mm. you know, changed up those uh, recipes a bit. So we'll see where that goes. Now, Schmaltz Brewing is a great brewery, too. Now, they love to have fun and poke fun in a lot of stuff. They have a Wishbone Session double IPA coming out, which is a play on words. You know, we know the whole session thing, low alcohol, but double IPAs. This is not a session version. Right. This is still 8% alcohol, but they're just kind of screwing with people. And uh, <laughs> another one is, you know, all these seasonals that are coming out now. we got Brooklyn Summer, 21st Amendment, Heller High Water, and Heavy Seas, their smooth ale, our smooth sale. And another one we've talked about in here before, their Blackbeard's Breakfast, which is a Imperial Porter with coffee. Can't wait for that one to come out. What are you looking forward to the most out I'm of really all these? I'm looking forward to that just... Blackbeard's Breakfast. Okay. Because that was when we actually talked with uh, their brewer when he right. called in, and that was getting ready to come out. So, so we're trying that one. Top sure. of your list, Derek. Yeah, that's going to be for a nice what you want to try one. this season. Yes, yes, yes. So let's dive into these now. We have Smutty Nose today. Now, they're oh, a brewery right. from New Hampshire. Uh, that whole area, New Hampshire, Vermont, has become kind of a mecca for a lot of craft beer drinkers. This is their Hazy. This is a new one from them. This is a 3.8%. Very, very low, sessionable Saison farmhouse ale, which just kind of gives it these really wonderful characteristics. And if you ever had a Saison, they should be a traditional Saison, should be fairly light, uh, great, great for summer. And that's what it's intended to be. It was actually a beer that was brewed for workers in the field. That's what the intention of it was, something that you want to have like a low alcohol. And this really taps into that. And we've seen a lot of craft beer American breweries doing Saison's you know, getting up into the 8% ABV range. This is much lower, 3.8, perfect for all this. It has those wonderful characteristics of that Belgian yeast, a little bit of a banana-type note. It's just really, really, really light. And, Derek, you said what, they made it for the workers in the field. Yeah. That would be one heck, even if it's a lo- low alcohol, granted, because it's for the workers in the field, they prepared a beer for the workers. And this wasn't when the bell rang and work was over. This, <laughs> no, was, this was during yeah. their work day for re- refreshment. Yep. This is what they wow. would do on the farm in Belgium. This is where that, this uh, beer really originates from, is the French-Belgian area. And they would actually make this beer. That's why it's called a farmhouse ale. It was kind of, uh, it had some sour notes because wild right. geese would get into it. But it was brewed in that season of harvest. That's what they brewed it for. And it was made to be a very low alcohol beer so that you could still get some work done. Yeah. <laughs> and it, enjoy that's this just too. fabulous. Guys, you got to take a beer break. Yeah. Working in the field for harvest, take a beer break. And it was great because I mean, it, it has those those characteristics. Like It really is light and refreshing. It's much more flavorful than a quote-unquote light beer, uh-huh. but it's just a really refreshing, light version of, of a lot of these beers you have. But, I mean, that's where the traditional Saison is. And it ha- it's just really light, very nice malt character Characteristics. It's not unbalanced by any means because some of these session beers that have been coming out, well, what, what people are calling session beers, have been a little unbalanced, a little too, you know, if it's a session IPA, a little too hoppy. Because the Saison is brewed as a beer and traditionally how it was, you can throw in any kind of ingredient, spicing and all these things. And But, I mean, untouched with just the Saison yeast strain itself, that's where all the flavors come from. So this is perfect for doing the yard work. And everything it was made oh, for that purpose. Yeah, keep you going when you have a long day working out in the weather. That's it's outstanding. It, 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 and what do you think, Derek? You just took a nice big mouthful. No, I, I love it. This is yeah. actually uh, of the beers. Most of the ones we've had today, I'm actually you know this is my first time trying some of them. This is the one I did have the uh, pleasure of having before. Oh, I really great. enjoyed it. It's just a really nice, and it's a brand new one from them too. So I mean, to really see uh, a brewery do a traditional take on this is great. 
And, uh, you know, like I said, most of the ones you see coming out are a lot higher in alcohol, which are they're good. But when you have a real traditional one, it's just it's really nice. And it showcases that the flavors that you're getting in this beer are coming from the yeast. And when you get acclimated to that Saison flavor, whether you're doing it in an 8% or, you know, in this case, a 3.8%, that's where the flavors are really coming from is the yeast. Yeah, this so this really is nice. Thing. I mean, like the, the cloves aren't, aren't overpowering. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I could actually overlook the, the clove taste in it. Um, it's it's like lemony, peppery. Yeah, and it's got some like uh, saison mm. yeast strains too. Some have a little like bubblegum like flavor to them. Mm, bubblegum. It's kind of it's a, it's yeah. the best way to describe it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what it is. Like a lot of these flavors that we're getting in this because of it being a lighter beer and everything, it, it's not from spicing put into it. Yeah, you get it now. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's just it's the yeast. The yeast in and of itself, the saison yeast is really what holds in all these flavors and is unlocked as you put it into the beer and just everything comes through. And that's the flavor profile that you're getting, especially in a lighter one. Now, there's been many, many that have been done with, I mean, Stone, I know, put out one that they had smoked, I think it was smoked applewood, I believe is what they, it was a smoked Saison. And it just, it changes a little bit when you get into stuff like that. But a lot of these traditional ones, even like Hennepin from Omegangs are really well-known Saison. That's the yeast primarily that you're getting from that. And that's where all these flavors are coming through. Well, this is a great, and it's great to see. Smutty Nose has really undergone a lot in the past year, and we're going to talk to, when we're talking today, to uh, David Yarrington, who's the director of brewing operations there. So, I mean, he's the head honcho of all the beers getting made. Uh, as they've gone through this transition, there's been a lot of these beers coming out now that are new, which is great, and they've, they've really honed in a lot. And this brewery, I mean, they've been around since 94, so they were ahead of this whole craft beer trend and everything that's been going on and the curve with everything and spiking up, and they were there before all this happened. So it's interesting to see how they have been going along and still are a relevant brewery because that's one thing you see in a lot of businesses as a certain area may take off within a business, you, some of them might kind of fall by the wayside, but when you see themselves still reinventing and still trying new things, that's a great thing to see because you can really mess yourself up. If you're trying too many new things to, to uh, keep up with the trend, we'll say, then uh, you can really fall into some problems over time if you're going for that constantly. Yeah, constantly digging for a trend, <laughs> same thing in fashion. You're only going to be hot for a little while. If this yeah. is something you want to go on for a while, for a long time and you want to bridge out into other things, you definitely got to think for the long haul. Yeah, and then they, they're getting into canning now too, which is really cool to see because uh, their finest kind IPA is one a lot of people know. And uh, they're getting into canning. And they've, that's, uh, we were trying to get that for here, but apparently it's for sale at Fenway Park. And uh, it's selling very, very well, which right. just, you know proves that Boston is uh, knowing what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing, <laughs> except for playing baseball because they got their ass handed to them two nights in a row by the New York Yankees. All right, Kathy, we're going to take a break here for a little bit. We'll take a break, and we'll come back, Kathy Donnelly, in the other word. And I believe our interview is set up that we're, we have shortly. Yeah, we're talking to David Yarrington when we come back. He is going to be on with us right after this break here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WILK News Radio. Are you suffering with hearing loss? Are you sick of people constantly complaining that your TV is too loud? Are you tired of asking people to speak up? Would you like to hear more clearly, but you don't want to wear a hearing aid that makes you look old? Then you need to try Listen Clear, a life-changing breakthrough precisely designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. And you can adjust Listen Clear to find the perfect way to hear everything, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And right now, you can try ListenClear absolutely risk-free with free shipping. We'll even give you free batteries for life. So call now, 1-800-933-1554. 
Listen Clear is lightweight and completely hassle-free, and it's practically invisible. Call for your 100% risk-free home trial with free shipping and free batteries for life. For free information, call now. 1-800-933-1554. That's 1-800-933-1554. 1-800-933-1554. WILK News Radio is partnering with Griffin Pond Animal Shelter in South Abington Township for a pet food drive during the entire month of May because many animal welfare groups choose this month as a time to focus on the need to provide food for homeless animals. Cat and dog food are the most needed items during this food drive. Drop off donations at the WILK studios on Route 315 in Pittston Monday through Friday from 8 till 5 all month long. Help out Griffin Pond Animal Shelter and all of their homeless animals. Mother's Day is next week and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special. 100 stunning blooms for mom plus a free glass vase for just $19.99. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 1212. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. You pick the delivery date and it's guaranteed. 100 colorful blooms for mom sent fresh from the field and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven full days for only $19.99 and will include a free glass vase. Pro Flowers has all you need for Mother's Day. But hurry, time is running out. Mother's Day is next week and this incredible special expires this Friday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 1212. That's proflowers.com. Secret code 1212. Colbert and Grievous, your experienced local choice for elder law. They're a great team of elder care attorneys. They are just super at everything they do. And they're so compassionate and understanding. And no matter how many questions I had, they were there to answer them and help me with my situation. It made me feel so comfortable. Colbert and Grievous, certified elder law attorneys. Call 570-299-7909 or visit elderlawnepa.com. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I'm sitting in a bar. I'm all alone. Yeah, and okay, I'm a dog and I'm only three. But you know what? That's not all that important. I'll show you what is. Hey, Rocco. Yes, Bruno. Don't give me the usual. I want to try something new. Try the Sansalone Lager. It's delicious. Oh, that's good. Next time you're out, don't order the same old beer. Break the habit. Try Anzalone Special Beer. Change your habits, change your world. Anzalone Special Beer. So you're really not worried about your cat oh. spreading nasty germs from the litter box? Oh, Kathy. Sorry. <laughs> no bumper music this time. No, just <laughs> talking about cats and cats in the litter box. Yeah, well, it's Excellent. your show. Yeah, you know, and I love cats. I got it. And everybody's laughing at uh, it. All right, you're back here with the Beer Geeks on WYLK News Radio. A lot of fun. Let's uh not cut to the let's cut to the chase, man, and let's get them on here. Mr. David Yarrington here on the show with us, Beer Geeks Radio R. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. Did I say your last name correctly, David? Yarrington, yeah, perfect. All right, thank you very much, David. Here's Dirty Derek. He's looking to talk to you about this fine beer he's drinking this morning. All right, David, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we just had some hasty, which was very well done. We enjoyed that one very much, sir. Now, uh, thank you, Colin. The, the brewery began in 1994, and you came on in 2001. 
at that point, I mean, it was still ahead of where things are at now in the craft beer industry. What was the state of the brewery at that point as far as size and, like, the, the beers that were being offered? Well, we, we in 01, I, I came in, they were doing about five, 6,000 barrels, so still a pretty good-sized brewery. But, um, you know, they, were, they had kind of reached the sort of limit of their uh, technical knowledge, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and uh, really kind of needed someone with my background to come in and sort of help with some process changes, and, uh, um, and there, were, there were some cultural issues we had to work through, uh, um, you know, get get the right staff on board and uh, start kind of cranking through, but yeah, you know, Peter Eggleston, the owner, has, has always been pretty progressive, and you know, one of the things I like working, you know, why I like working for him is, you know, he, he, he understands creative people and is willing to um, allow people to push some boundaries, uh, which is, you know, uh, for someone with a lot uh, at risk financially, it's uh, sort of refreshing to see him, uh, you know, be hands-off to a certain degree. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's one thing we could see now, too. We'll, we'll get into that as we get going. Now, prior to this, what was your background before you arrived at Somebody Knows? Well, I'd, I'd studied uh, chemistry in college, uh, but was never going to be a chemist. That just wasn't my path in life, but uh, had homebrewed a bit up at school, and uh, this is like uh, early 90s, so I graduated in 92, and uh, um, I ended up uh, out west uh, brewing at a, um, you know, assistant brewer at a brew pub out in San Francisco, and then sort of bounced around to uh, different small breweries around the country for a few years, um, until I ended up in uh, Tokyo, and actually started Tokyo Brewing Company with my brother. We were trying to do a, a brew pub, uh, but uh, financially that was really difficult. <laughs> uh, but uh, I left Japan and uh, went to UC Davis and uh, sort of continued my beer education, and then Peter hired me out of that program. Wow, I mean, talking about cultural differences, jumping over to Japan, especially then at that time, I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like trying to start a brew pub. Yeah, you know, it was, it's like Manhattan. You just can't afford to yeah. do it. And, and we were a little naive about that. But uh, my, my brother had spent about 10 years in Japan, and, and at that point he'd been over there long enough that, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of see what that life was like and what was uh, sort of attractive uh, to the, to him about that country. So uh, I, I was more than happy to spend a few years there, regardless of the outcome <laughs> of our you know business venture. Hey, it all leads to experience. That's what matters. Without a doubt. Now, what were the core beers that Smutty started out with, and are they still the same today? I mean, they, they were there ahead of where things are. I mean, starting in 94, being ahead of the, the trends. Are the core beers still relatively the same, or did you come in and do recipe, you know, touching up the recipes? or? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I, uh, I When I got here, you know, our, our big seller was the Shoals Pale Ale. Um, Brown Dog was huge. Our robust Porter was around. Um, and then, uh, you know, outside of those three, almost everything has changed. Um, and uh, except for the Brown Dog, um, you know, all the recipes have been tweaked to various degrees. Um, when I, you know, I, over time, as I, you know, sort of evaluated them and, and uh, uh, you know, felt like maybe some changes. But the, the Brown Dog definitely uh, the same beer basically from 87 that Peter uh, brewed wow. in the, the Northampton Brewery out in Western Mass. Wow, that's impressive. So now, how many states is Smutty Nose available in? I mean, like, we're used to seeing them here. It's always interesting to see, like, where else, how far out is the distribution line for Smutty Nose? Well, uh, you know, I think we're in about 26 states, so don't quote me on that. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, um, 
you know, we, we go up and down the eastern seaboard. We're out your way. We go to Chicago. And then we sort of jump around because we're down just open Texas. And then uh, we're a little bit out in California. We're just starting uh, to set up a distribution network out there. Well, that's great. Now, the one thing, too, that's interesting for you guys is there's been this explosion, especially in the New Hampshire, Vermont region for crappy or a lot of people making those trips. Have you seen a lot of that really trickling into the brewery now with everything that you guys have done there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the and, and we always got a lot of tours, um, just because Portsmouth is a big tourist town anyway. But now with the new facility, um, and it's just stunning facility. I mean, it's a beautiful property. It's a great building. Um, and we, we designed it to, to host uh, people, though maybe uh, we'll find out this summer if we've designed it to host this many people. <laughs> but I mean, I think over 10,000 people have come through the brewery since we started tours last June. So not even a year. Um, it's it's a lot of people have come by to visit, which is great. Yes. Now, what what are some of the things you guys have been going through? Some really big changes up there. Like, what are some of the things that have really come online now at the brewery that are new? Well, I, you know, the the facility. It's uh, we we bought an old farm. It's about 17 acres, and uh, we. Um, kept the farmhouse for a uh, um, we turned it into a pub which is also called Hayseed uh, the old barns on the property that will uh, sort of uh, develop into a function hall but the brewery building itself we built from the ground up it's uh, a gold level lead certified brewery um, you know one of the few in the country right now and, uh, and in it I added uh, um, a state of the art brew house a state of the art filler we uh, put in a centrifuge so all this equipment that, uh, you know, we were sort of lacking here at the old facility, um, you know, we've grown to a point where we were sort of uh, outpacing what the, the old equipment could do. And, and, and not so much in speed or, or volume, but uh, quality. We, we just needed to put in some new equipment to make better beer, honestly. So now what, what size is the brew house here in now? Um, it's a hundred hectoliters, which is about eighty-five barrels. Okay. Uh, though we're we kind of a lot of the beers we make are, are high gravity, so uh, we we really run it at, a, at as a seventy-barrel brew house. Um, it seems to be a sweet spot for us. Now, one of the other things you guys are doing that's really cool is the Smut Labs. Is that do you guys have a separate facility for that? And like, how often are you doing some of these beers? Well, so yeah, that that uh, um, is a great topic. Um, we have this you know facility that we made 40,000 barrels out of in, in Portsmouth and um, when we were building our new brewery Peter and I you know sat down to talk about what we wanted to do with this old facility and, and at one point we were trying to sell it we had it for sale um, but uh, you know it's a real specialized buyer and, and even though I think it was you know on the market for a pretty good deal mm. um, you know we, we got a lot of sort of home brewers coming through and it was like wow this is really not like a homebrew, you know, stepping into commercial brewing kind of facility. So we didn't really have anyone uh, realistically to buy it. So, you know, I proposed the idea of running, uh, you know, basically a separate brand, like starting a whole new brand out of here. Um, and uh, our thought was sort of like a winery that may have, you know, different uh, um, labels that they run out of the same facility. Um, but uh, when we came up with the name Smut Labs, it didn't really hide the the origin of the beer very well. So, um, but we we basically uh, 
have been trying to make a go of it uh, as its own sort of standalone business at the old facility. And uh, so we're, um, you know, brewing beers and, and uh, coming up with uh, new styles and really trying to get some excitement around that brand. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's interesting because it's a 50-barrel brew house. So it's, you know, it's cer- certainly not like a little startup at this yeah. point. Well, definitely. And that's a great tie into one we're going to talk to you about now because we just, we're, we just poured some of this. The, the Granite State Destroyer. And this is really interesting to see a uh, craft beer ber- version of, you know, the, the traditional malt liquor that most of us kind of grew up on going through college. Yeah, so that's that's my next goal in life is to uh, transform the malt liquor business, man. Because malt liquor drinkers need better choices. Well, I mean, I, I used to, I lived in Boston for a number of years, and we used to have King Cobra. I believe it was a dollar twenty five for a forty. So. Yeah, nothing wrong with a good forty, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we actually couldn't find. 40-ounce bottles with a crown finish, so we went to the 32-ounce uh, bottles, but I think that's okay. Um, I, don't, I don't mind drinking a 32 at this point. <laughs> no, so, so what was the, the idea behind all this? Like, what Were you going after a specific one? Were you just doing stuff in-house and experimenting with what you taste like a, you know, a craft version of a malt liquor? Yeah, I mean, you know, for years we've been talking about doing a malt liquor. In fact, uh, we were going to brew a beer called Honky Malt Liquor, and uh, um, that uh, that idea has been percolating for years, but uh, uh, it never quite found its place. And uh, we, um, there's a local uh, sort of. Uh, uh, stoner metal band here in uh, New Hampshire who are awesome. If you, if you haven't listened to them, you totally check them out. They're called Scissor Fight, and uh, we love these guys. And uh, actually, our Boston rep knows the guitarist real well, so we sort of you know got to know them and, and uh, wanted to do a collaboration with those guys. And it just seemed like a perfect match. They have a, a song called Grand State Destroyer. We've been kicking around the idea of a malt liquor. It seemed to fit real well, and uh, uh, decided this was the time for an imperial corn lager. <laughs> oh, it's it's nice too. It's it's really interesting because you get it's sweet, but it has uh you you definitely taste the the quality in the ingredients is much higher, I guess we'll say, than than most of the malt liquors we're we're used to drinking. Well, yeah, that was the, that was the point. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now, are, how far distributed are the Smut Labs? Are they kind of in the regular Smutty Nose distribution line, or are they a little more spotty with where they go? Yeah, you know, we we just don't brew that much of it yeah. yet. Um, you know, obviously, I can't uh, compete in terms of volume with our our larger brewery, but uh, um, we're gonna. You know, we this only started last summer, so we're still kind of getting you know everything kind of worked out in terms of brand names and styles, and then also internally, um, you know, who's working on it, who's helping us sell it, and that kind of thing. So um, we have just. Uh, turn the corner in terms of uh, bottled beer. We're going to start increasing, uh, you know, how much uh, bottled product is out there and uh, hopefully they start uh, making their way out to, like, your market in places further away from, um, you know, New Hampshire and New England in general. But, uh, you know, it's a slow thing. We're, we're, um, you know, trying not to uh, um, push it too fast just to make sure we keep up with, you know, the quality and and we really understand what we have. So, um, but but we'll we'll be uh, making more of it uh, um, fairly soon here. Yeah, it's great too. I mean, just seeing you know really old brown dog ale and Baltic porter being available in four packs is just really nice to have all those things available out there. So, what are there any other future you know beers maybe you can tip us off to that are coming down the pipeline? Um, yeah, we're we're always kind of playing around with it. And again, most of the new ones are coming out of uh, you know Smut Labs. Um, we'll be doing uh, some more oak aged beers uh, out of here. I'm uh, working on 
you know, trying to get more oak barrels, um, you know, doing some more sour stuff. So I don't know if you've had in the past our Rouge de Shire or the Brett and I, um, but both of those are nice uh, sort of tart sour beers that we've been working with uh, um, in the in the oak, and uh, they'll be releasing this summer. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're always kind of playing around with some things, but there's no major releases, I guess, at this point, okay. uh, if, uh, if that's what you're looking for. Well, no, I mean, we're, we're just seeing what I mean. It's it's good to have the Smut Lab as well. I'll take I'll, that. I'm happy You know what? One, I just, I love that Smut Lab because that <laughs> pertains to so many different things if you wanted to. It's just a great name. It's a great name. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, David, we, we are really appreciating all these beers. They're phenomenal. We're going to crack on through a couple more. Uh, I mean, this is great to see this. I, I love yeah. seeing this take on a malt liquor. It's, it's great because it's a style that a lot of crab breweries are overlooking, and it's great to see someone taking it and running with it and doing a great job with it, too. I mean, I wish I had this in college. And the breweries. Well, yeah. oh. You know, it's funny because, you know, there's such a, like, a, a, a creeping pretension coming into the crab beer world. Oh, yeah. oh, it's, it's not so creeping, annoying. David. It's yeah, here. It's there. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, as, as a brewer, I've been doing this, what, 21 years now, and, you know, I got into it because, there, you know, there just wasn't uh, a lot of different styles out there, but now that there are, you know, it's it's like, you know, you can you can drink anything, and and, and the idea that uh, you know something like a malt liquor is not worthy of exploration as a beer style, it's like I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it's sort of like as a chef, you know, maybe you make mac and cheese or you yeah. you know do a version of street food, and and uh, but you know you do your own take on it, and there's certainly no reason to think that uh, you know you can't play around with uh, um, you know a malt liquor recipe. Oh yeah, and when something is done well, it's it's done well, it's enjoyable. That's what really matters at the end of the day. If it, if it's enjoyable to drink and consume, then who cares about the rest of it? <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, but David, thank you so much for joining us on Sunday. I really appreciate you getting up and giving us a call, and uh, we're going to truck on through the rest of these beers. It's a tough job, but, you know, we'll, we'll manage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nothing wrong with that, man. Well, we thank you, David. It was great having you on the air, David. And like Derek was saying, we take our hats off to anybody, especially brewmasters and anybody that has to do with craft beer. And they can get up on a Sunday morning that early just to talk to us. That's fabulous. So thank you very much once again. Everybody's enjoying the beer here. Oh, that sounds great, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Cheers. Thanks. That was great. Great interview with David. Good time. And I love how the craft beer community, and it's happened before, like the crossover and getting inspired by the rock bands or actors or going in on a brew. It just goes to show you how many people are really craft brew yeah. lovers. They love beer. They love drinking it. They love making their own. And it's just a very interesting thing. And it makes people, I feel, want to reach out yeah. and try these products. Well, it also shows that it, it reaches far beyond. I mean, you're not going to really see a lot of, uh, you know, food places, we'll say, like right, like right. Hard Rock Cafe, but, you know. Sure. Yeah, you're not going to see a lot of them really getting into experimenting and, and collaborating on some beers with many rock bands and things. And it's great to see that within beer. Like, you know, we had Champion, my friend Hunter I went to school with, and, you know, right. he had that collaboration with No Effects and Against Me and all these other bands. And you're starting to see a lot more of that getting involved with these. Because, I mean, really, I mean, realistically, we've been on tour, Freddie. We know what this yeah, is. There's definitely. a lot of alcohol consumed when you're on tour. Yeah, I would have to say there are some alcoholic beverages that are consumed <laughs> When you are touring, it happens. It's part so of the it, game. It, it just kind of goes part and parcel, part and parcel with it. Yeah. I mean, you have that. It, it's a no-brainer. I mean, if you're going to be out on the road a lot and you enjoy something like this, why, why not jump in the game and, and have an idea of like, you know, I enjoy this. Right. Let's see if I can find someone that wants to work with me on that. It, it, it doesn't. You don't have to necessarily have the the brewing science, the knowledge behind it. It's not as intimidating as a lot of people think. And once you understand how brew, you know how to brew right. beer. It's nothing. It's so easy to do it. If you can make soup, 
you can make a beer. Here's what I tell people when they ask me about getting into craft beer and brewing their own. I said, if Ed can do it, anybody can do it because Ed Thanks, does man. it. And that's the way I, I like to throw it out there. Uh, Derek, real quick, you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you uh, and, and us on the Facebook and all that good stuff? Yeah, if you, if you want to reach out, if there's a brewery you want us to talk to or something you, you know, have a question about yeah. or even something you want to share with us for the beer news thing, you can hop right. on Beer Geeks Radio Hour. We're on Facebook, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Beer Geeks Radio. Websites, beergeeksradio.com. You know, you could find all different ways to get in touch with us and we will respond. We, we take this very seriously. Definitely. And if you would like to stop up some d- Sunday, give us Give us a heads up. Yeah, we're Definitely. gonna start. I had people ask me about yeah. that. We're gonna start getting some people in oh, here. Oh yeah, uh, it's just we we had to adjust to our new home. We're still adjusting. Yeah. I'll speak for myself. I'm <laughs> still adjusting and making it happen. But we got a lot of great friends that are jumping on with the beer geeks now. And speaking of beer samplings, we will have some. In the future, starring our very own Dirty Derek, and we're going to be doing that at Grey Ghost Beers, man, oh, on Main Street, right out there in Avoca. And it's fabulous. My good friend Eric, who is the brewmaster for Grey Ghost Beer, he's having beer samplings every other Friday, roughly right now. And the best way to get in touch and get lined up on his mailing list so you know what's going on is greyghostbeers at yahoo.com now this is also the convenient market right there on Main Street and I believe DuPont I should say not Evoke it's DuPont DuPont Evoke I, I was going to use that borderline yeah, but you like, know where I'm talking about yeah. the convenience store right there and you go in and it it is so is it's so deceiving because it looks like a regular regular convenience store but when you go in it's a full blown uh, cafe, domestics, imports, craft beer, including Grey Ghost beer, right there on the premises. You want to check it out and even kick back and watch a game or whatnot. It's a beautiful cafe. Bring pizza home for the kids tonight and pick yourself out a killer four or six pack from the so many different craft beers they have on hand. Grey Ghost beer is the convenient market right there on Main Street. You definitely want to do that. Grey Ghost beers at yahoo.com. Grey Ghost beers at yahoo.com if you want to get on a mailing list and know when the samplings are going on that is the best way to do it our good friend eric will have you all set up there and stop in and say hello and once again grab some pizza or stop at the deli and bring it home we're going to take a break now miss d Oh, the man. silence befalls the student. I wish she was more open with me. I wish we 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 um resp- we communicated like we used to. Oh, there's but there's a there's a heart broken in the middle of all this. Guess we don't do that anymore. She's smiling at me. I'm glad. I'm glad at least she's amused. You're an amusing dude. Yeah, that's how it is. All right, guys, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back to the Beer Geeks, we're going to drink more beer, and we're going to talk to my comedian friend uh, quickly, talk to you about a really cool show, a couple shows that are coming up to the area. If you like to laugh, you're going to laugh out loud with Lepka, and we're going to hear about our big, big shows coming up to the area. Comedy at its best right in Northeast PA. And I'm going to tell you about my performance. I'll be doing this Wednesday at Open Mic Night right there. And Derek should come down and support me and laugh at my killer set. Oh, I will. I'll be Because I need one. props out in the audience to make fun of. <laughs> and that's at Tequila, downtown Scranton on this um, Wednesday. But we'll talk to Kevin when we come back to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on WILK. Entercom's Elite Eateries, Northeast PA's finest dining and family restaurants. Featuring Damon's Grill, 820 Northern Boulevard, Clark Summit, Conifal's Restaurant, 458 Main Street, Edwardsville, and the Iron Skillet Restaurant, 98 Grove Street, DuPont. 
and the fourth annual Dixon City 400 is underway. Over 400 new Hyundais. This is the largest automotive sales event all year. Northeastern PA's largest selection on display at Dixon. Dixon. Dixon City Hyundai. Over 200 new 2015 Elantras leased for only $129 a month. New 2015 Sonatas, $179 a month. New 2015 Tucson's, $259 a month. And the 2015 Veloster, $179 a month. Zero down delivers on all new Hyundais. And America's best warranty, 10 years, 100,000 mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. And drive payment free till after July 4th. No one gives you more for your trade than Dixon City. Thousands back on all new Hyundais. It's the Dixon City 400. Dixon. Dixon. Dixon City Hyundai. 81 to exit 191A. Just past the Viewmont Mall on the left. Call 1-800-HYUNDAI. That's 1-800-HYUNDAI. Or check out all the details at DixonCityHyundai.com. All vehicles are 36-month lease with 1999 down and 12,000 miles per year. I'm Steve Sidkowski, a former Wall Street insider. I'm holding a book that will show you investing strategies which could help you earn the kind of money you've always dreamed about. And right now, I'm giving this book away for free. So who needs to read it? If you're in the middle of your career and worry you'll never have enough money to retire, you need to read this book. If you're already retired and your income isn't enough, you need to read this book. And if you don't want to be selling burgers at 80, you need to read this free book. It includes the strategy I use to make a 72% profit on a trade where the stock only moved 12%. You'll need at least a million dollars to ever fully retire. If you're behind on that goal, you really need to read Trade Like the Pros. And you can for free by calling 1-800-708-6411. Skeptical that it will deliver results? It's a free book, so what do you have to lose? Find out how at 1-800-708-6411. 1-800-708-6411. Trying to find a beer you truly enjoy is becoming a rather daunting task. Everywhere you turn, another beer, another company, another slogan... Another gimmick. Here at Anzalone Special Beer, we decided our gimmick was going to be, well, good taste. Perhaps not the most creative of gimmicks, of course, but certainly the most flavorful. Anzalone Special Beer. Good taste is our gimmick. Anzalone. I can't. Do I just it. haven't had a chance to really book it. Like We're a, back. I don't want to schedule and something. There we go. Was we're I back. Was Don't I talking curse. on the air? I think we were. Kathy. This is a private conversation was out I there. conversing <laughs> privately with him? Was there intro music? Was there anything? No, but see the big light up there in the on the oh, wall? Oh, Donnelly. Yeah. That means the mic is on. We didn't All have right. That the other we're back. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're drinking some beers. Yeah. Ed, Ed and I were conversing about some of the beers. Let me, let me just dive into this one real quick. Do it this up. Is, Do it this up. Is, we just, we've been drinking the uh, rye IPA from Smutty Nose. I was telling Ed, this was, Smutty Nose also has a big beer series that they do. It's in, available in large right. bottles. And uh, it's kind of more of a limited brewing that they do. And this was one that had in that. I had it about two years ago, I believe. And it was phenomenal. And it was great because now they have it available in six packs. And oh, cool. it's just a really, really super enjoyable, spicy, subtle spicy rye IPA with just some wonderful notes. And if rye IPAs are your jam, this is one you have to try. It brings a smile to my face yes. seeing you guys enjoying this beer on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and talking when, when our, we know our mics Oh, <laughs> Donnelly. I know. I got to keep my eye up on the corner. Well, I got my good friend stopping in here on his way to New Jersey. And I was talking to Derek about comedy clubs and comedy and all this a couple days ago. And 
you know, we have one. We have a great club now in downtown Scranton, right above Tequila, Lepka's Laugh Out Comedy Club, man. Great shows he has coming to the area, as well as a phenomenal open mic night. I'm trying to have Derek come down and support me on Wednesday night. You think so, he would? So, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I get to come and laugh at you. Yeah. I, why would I not be at me? There? But I could use you as a wonderful <laughs> prop, man, and inspiration out in the audience. So you want me to come to get abused? Now, morning. next Friday, Derek, we have a killer show going on at Lepka, Laugh Out Lepka's, man. It's going to be fabulous. We're very much looking forward to it. Kevin Lepka, welcome to the show. What's up, Freddie? Going to pop his mic on there, <laughs> Kathy Donnelly. <laughs> All right, Kathy. <laughs> I think we're good. Are, Are we, we good? good? We're good. No, we're all not right, good. Kathy D. All right, we're getting there. This is uh, she's per- there. Are we there now, <laughs> Kevin. Say hello. Hello. Oh. <laughs> this is live, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he just needs to talk louder. <laughs> Are you serious? Just, I'm eating the microphone. Come on now. He's a pro. He was eating Kevin. the mic too. Was your fault? Blame Kevin, it on the ginger. We have a, yeah, blame it. <laughs> we have a great show coming up next week, man. That's right. We have Angel Salazar, most famous for playing Chi-Chi in Scarface. He will be headlining. We have Carlo Bellario featuring on that show. He does the Wise Guys talk radio show on the internet. And we also have the very funny Joseph Bryan hosting. You might catch him checking you out at Wegmans in Wilkesbury. Now, Derek, have you ever seen Scarface? I have, not, not since my uh, high school days. But. Did you ever play the beer drinking game with Scarface? Like every time they say the F-bomb, oh you have God. to take a mouthful of booze? No, thankfully it happened because if I did, I would not be here right now. I'd be dead. I wish we were talking <laughs> to Angel right now because he played Chi-Chi, the little guy on the side, oh, big sidekick. Okay. Yep. Um, he used to wear the, I think he was uh, sporting the fedora oh, in yeah. the movie and he had his... Uh, Chi-Chi, AK- get the yayo. Yeah, get the yayo. <laughs> How many times have I heard somebody yell for the yayo? I don't want to go there. I don't even want to go there, guys, okay? <laughs> and we're moving on. But definitely, this is going to be a fabulous show, and our very own L.A. Tyrone is going to be giving away the tickets for your opportunity to check out this show this coming Friday. And then we got another big one coming up that we're going to be doing not so much on the premises, but let everybody know, Kevin. Oh, yes, that is going to be Sunday, June 7th at the Radisson. The same place I brought Gilbert Gottfried out back in March. This time, we're bringing out the Reverend Bob Levy, yeah. Bonnie McFarlane, Ron Babcock, nice. and John Kensel. Excellent. And I know that's going to be a fabulous show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, because our our very there. own Freddie is going to be on that show as well. Yeah, His big roll, comedy baby. debut. How about that? How about that? That's why you guys got to come out and see me this Wednesday. Going to be doing that at Tequila, 320 Penn Avenue in downtown Scranton. And your opportunity to get tickets for these shows, you're going to be listening to L.A. Tyrone. This week, we're giving away the Angel Salazar tickets. And I know you saw Scarface out there. This man is funny. He's not an actor trying to do comedy. He is a comedian. And it's a fine roster that evening that you put together, Kevin. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, the best shows in NEPA are at Lafalepka's Comedy Club. And he's a junior. A, he, a junior. He's a ginger. <laughs> Technically. I'm a day walker, okay? I do have a soul, and I ain't got freckles. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Kevin, I know you're in a hurry, but I want everybody to know that listening to L.A. Tyrone this week on WILK, he's on from 6 to 9, your opportunity to win tickets right here on WILK to see Angel Salazar, known as Chi-Chi from Scarface at Lefka's Comedy Club, man. And that's an $18 value, plus your first drink is your included, first too. first drink is included, and that even put a smile on Derek's face. He's hard to impress, man. He's very hard to impress, but um, definitely made it happen. That's outstanding. (laughs) Kevin, thank you for being here, man. Thank you, guys. That was outstanding. And uh, 
we got some beer to drink, Derek. Oh, we do. We have we have so much more. We, we've now cracked open it as uh, David was talking about their old brown dog ale. This is one that they've had. He said the recipe hasn't changed since what 1987, I believe. And uh, when you have this beer, it, it's it's phenomenal to think that this has been around that long. Because I mean, this is still. Probably one of the best American brown ales you're ever going to have. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah, it, I, I absolutely, this is one of the beers I adore that Smitty Nose has, and I, I love keeping this one stocked in the fridge. Uh, if you are a fan of the American brown ale style, which, you know, if you're comparing that to an English, it, it's slightly hoppier. You know, I hesitate to say that because if, if you're not used to what that is, hoppier to you might mean something different. It's, I don't, it's I don't not, know if I'm all stuffed up from my allergies or anything, but I'm getting more smell out of it than... Taste. Oh, it's it's so rich. Yeah, it's it's really. Oh yeah, it, does, it doesn't taste like it smells. It, I don't know about. I mean, to me, it, it's still got that those like toffee, that caramel. Yeah, it's just really but sweet. It, you would like by the smell. It's it would, definitely yeah. I mean, in the smell, it's it's really it's really really there. It's really yeah. dominant. But I mean, it's a six point seven percent American brown ale, so it's a little. You know, I mean, it, it falls within the style, but it's just it's reserved. But I mean, it's super easy drinking, and this is one. It's you know, it's kind of even sticky, like brown sugarish. It's just it's really. I just absolutely love this one. And it's nice, too. They also have a variation on this called Really Old Brown Dog. I don't know if you ever had that no, one. Ed. Never. It's, uh, it's an old ale. It's, it's a big boy. I, I gets up into, I think last year's was 11 point something percent. Nice. And uh, that's what I was saying to David. They actually just started putting that one out in four packs and 12-ounce bottles. That used to only be in the big bottles. And that's a tough one to, to finish up a big bottle yeah, of. I bet. Especially if you're drinking alone. That's... that's uh, that leads to a night of uh, falling asleep on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> been there, done yeah. that. Oh, we've we've all we've all been there through that one. We've hands had... still on the bottle, clothes still on, yeah. one then, foot on the floor, the other up over the back side of the couch. You, you, you kind of twitch and wake up like oh, no, football practice, and you have no idea what's going on. And but uh, you know it's a good time. But this this is one I, I love this, and if you are a fan of the brown ale style. I can't see how you haven't had this one, but if somehow you haven't had this, it's really good. It's just even no matter you know what I always say, no matter what style you're into, this has this is one of those beers that I will say has something for everyone because of that fact that it has a, a touch of of a you know a little bit of hops, but nothing you know near pale ale or anything like that. It's just if you're comparing this to an English style, which is just really sweet, it has all those uh, characteristics without the hops. This has a little bit more of a touch to that, with a little bit more of a dry finish. But to think that this recipe has been around that long, to me, I didn't even know that until you said that. That's super impressive to me because that's really showing that when you do something right the first time, you don't have to touch it. Because this, this is still miles ahead of many other brown ales that are out there. And, you know, that it's been around that long is just super, super impressive. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, talk amongst yourselves. So I'm going to take a sip of this one, finish this uh-huh. off, and I'm going to crack open our last bottle. All right, you do that up. Derek likes to take a drink, and I'll just kick back and oh. fill up some dead space here while he cleans the glasses and whatnot. This one's got a cork on it. This is the, the uh, got to uncork it. We're going to get to listen to an uncorking. This is a, the Smut Labs one. This is a, this is the last one we're going to be doing. This is uh, a newer one from them. When was this? They usually stamp the Virgin Pour. A lot of times they'll stamp on there when it when it was bottled. But this is a uh, it's called the Stallion. This the is an Stallion, a, an Imperial Stout, Virgin. Pour of the stallion. Right here. Can you get that, buddy? Let's see if we can get it right by the mic. Either. All right. Get a pop. Ooh, oh, yeah. There we go. That's good. Now, this is a 11% ABV. Yeah. So we are ending on a, a high slash low note. I don't and, know how you want. And that's high with a capital H. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but no, this, this is a Smut Labs beer, uh, another one that, that's 
I, I love what they're doing with this, and it's a great thing to see. Because as I said, you know, a brewery being around this long, you can kind of start to rest on your laurels, and they have a reputation that's really well known. And you can kind of take a step back sometimes and say, well, we have Brown Dog. We have the finest kind IPA is really well known for them. We're, we're good. Let's just kind of see how we go with this, and then we'll eventually get into uh, experimenting and trying these things. But they have a separate, everything set up for that. As you said, like they have a 50-barrel brew house dedicated to doing these Smut Labs beers, which is phenomenal. And they have a wide variation of what they get into. They do some sours, a lot of Berliner Weisses and all these things. And this is the first time having this one. This is, you know, a great Imperial Stout, which is phenomenal to get into because I love, now that we're getting into summer, Imperial Stouts might be a little bit too much because it just slides right down. Yeah, <laughs> having this on a hot summer night might be a little bit too much because you're already sweating. And we're getting into that now. It's it's nice actually waking up this morning and checking out the weather and seeing 70s to near yeah. 80. Like, you know, it feels, what, was it three weeks ago? I, it was still going into freezing at night. <laughs> it's kind of phenomenal to have that. <laughs> oh, oh, that is good, the good. sound of satisfaction. Very Ed, good. what do yeah, you think, Eddie? Awesome. That, just it just slides right down. Yeah. Wow, look at Ed's arms are like moving too. It's almost like he's And that says a lot for Ed because yeah. Ed is not the uh the dark no. beer guy. Ed is Ed loves his hops. Yes. So, I mean to have a really good I mean it's kind of did like this little disco move with his arms. Did you like notice that, that Derek? It's, it's a disco ball. It was kind of <laughs> like he was doing the merengue yeah, by himself. Ball John Travolta, baby. He's doing the merengue by himself. This is, it's nice. I mean, it, it says, I'm, I'm looking to see, I think they have it classified as an American. To me, it kind of almost comes across more like a Russian Imperial Stout, but it's really, really dry. Has those really nice, bitter, dark chocolate, like a really bitter, dark chocolate coming forth. Yes. But I mean, it, if... It wasn't for the ABV really stamped prominently on there. I don't know if I would think that it's... I mean, it's got that heft to it, but there's no heat. Are you getting any no. heat in the back end? No. There's no heft, but there's some heat. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good... Well, I'm going to write that you down. You're going to get some uh, poetry going. But we're burning from the heat. Yeah, there's a lot. What I mean, if you dig heft? Some people dig heft. <laughs> I have a few friends that prefer heft. <laughs> All the time, they do. Uh, but within, the, 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 I'm taking my second. The, the, there's a lot of really roasted yes. chocolate notes coming. Cocoa. Through. Yeah, there's a. It's, it's really dominant. And I'm having a sip, but it's the second one. It's, it's really in there, which is nice. But it, it's not. It's not promoted as that though. It doesn't say no. Because a lot of those, you know, you get into some of these uh, beefed up imperial stouts that they have it dominant on the label. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. It doesn't have that, but it also is interesting because it doesn't come across as sweet. It's definitely more bitter chocolate. It's, it, it, it's malty, but it's not overly sweet. I personally think if you take the heft, you're going to get some heat no matter what. <laughs> you should be designing these labels for people, I'm telling you. Put that on there. I'm just saying. Up this on is the billboard. best beer I had in a long time. Yeah. The more heft, the better the heat. That's a good one, right? Think about it. I think we're going to have to I'm gonna have to get their email address over to you. Everybody's so you dealt with some heft <laughs> and you always get the heat. It could be 4 below 0. You're going to get oh. you're going to get heat from the heft. See, I, I love a really good imperial stout and this is yeah. this is up there. This is one of the yes. best. And it's great too because a lot of them when they get to this level, you see more of the uh getting into putting it into a barrel. And I I to me this is perfect as it is. If I threw this in a barrel, I think it would kind of take away a little bit from it for me. Yeah, Derek, so. you have the look in your eyes. Looking at that glass of beer that I see in the pictures of you and your fiance, 
So there might be something going on with this this beer you're drinking. Yeah, I might not bro. be going home today. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you finish that beer, you might have to. Oh, yeah. You're not going to have any other choice. Dude, this has been a great show. No, it's been. I mean, and it's great, too, because I, mean, I, I love this brewery. To me, in our area, like, I'm only speaking to our terrestrial listeners that are listening right, right here. Right, right. Not the internet ones. Right. Uh, I really feel like Smite Nose is, is kind of under undervalued here. I mean, they're, they're a great brewery. That to me in our immediate area, I don't see enough people talking about, and and I I think part of it is you know Ed was saying before we, we started the show that he hasn't been seeing as much on the shelves from them the bottle wise, and I think this transition that they put into this new facility, right. they kind of pulled back a little sure. bit with the availability of stuff, and now they're really getting out there, and I've even seen it myself with the newer ones that I'm getting, and it's great because they are a brewery that a lot of people, it, it was the beer in the brewery that got them into craft beer because they've been around. They're tried and tested, and, and they've really proven themselves to be around this long and still putting out these phenomenal beers. I mean, this is one, like, we're, we're ending the show on a newer one, right. and it still proves that they are experimenting and doing amazing, amazing things. And we're glad. We're glad that we yeah. had them on today. It was a great interview as well. And we'd like to thank our special friend for stopping in there. Thank you very much, Mr. Fast Orange, Kevin Lepka. Thank you for having me, Freddie. And let people know they can hit your website to get tickets, and they got to be listening to L.A. Tyrone all week long to win tickets for Angel Salazar, a.k.a. Chi-Chi, going to be at uh, Lepka's Comedy Club this week, 320 Penn Avenue in downtown. Scranton, second floor, formerly the Banshee. That's right, and the website is www.kevinlepkacomedy.com. And you find out everything and how you can sign up for a Wednesday night with Open Mic Night. That's right. Which I'll be performing this Wednesday, and I'm looking forward to it. And I hope my beer geeks will come out with me and chill as well. It'll be good times. Mr. Billy, Backyard Billy, whatever hole you're on, man, we hope that you're listening this week. And we'll see you very soon. We'll see yeah. Backyard Billy probably next week. Hopefully. next Definitely. And next week is going to be awesome. Awesome. Actually, what we, just do we, got, got? we have Surly Brewing. Now, if you are a craft beer nerd, you know what that is. This is a brewery that is beyond sought after. They are really up there, and we're going to be talking to co-founder Omar next week, which is awesome. Excellent. Also, Freddie will be enjoying it because Omar is one of the biggest metalheads nice. in the brewing nice. industry that we have, and they uh, really promote that a lot in a lot of their beers. It's so, going to be fabulous. Oh, it's going to be a really good interview with a lot to talk about. Omar is a really good guy, and a lot to talk about. And be paying attention. We're going to be doing beer tastings shortly, Beer Geek Beer Tastings, with our friends at Grey Ghost Beers. You want to get on the mailing list now and know what's going on. And I'll throw this out there, too. If you're nice, maybe I'll start bringing some of the special ones we have. So I you can have a little under-the-table tasting if you come see me. Ooh. Just throw that very out Very nice. Under the table. Under the table. All right, yeah, man. A little, little tickle and a, and a wink. And a little hook up smack on the backside. <laughs> Good stuff. You want to hook up every other Friday, Grey Ghost Beers, convenient market right there on me. Main Street in Avoca. Definitely do it. Grey Ghost Beers at Yahoo.com. Grey Ghost Beers at Yahoo.com. Stop in tonight. Pick up pizza or pick it up for the afternoon. Select from over so many different imports, domestics, and craft beer. And try a Grey Ghost Beer today and make it happen. A lot of fun. I love it. This is our ending music now. This makes things so much better to go off and, and definitely and you know face the day, everybody. It's in the great blue yonder. Is it the great blue yonder, Derek? I said that. Wait to hear the music next week. Oh, right. good. Can't wait. We're looking forward to that. All right, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on WILK News Radio for Ed, for Dirty Derek, our good friend Kevin Lepka from <laughs> Lepka's Comedy Club. I'm Fast Freddy, the bad influence with the best in. Intentions. I am the Grand Marshal in the Parade of Ill. I am the insignificant, significant one. Consider yourselves all dealt with. <laughs>